Hello, GEO members and listeners. My name is Aysam Al-Kurghli, and this is the After Bargaining Podcast, a podcast on the ongoing bargaining between the GEO, Graduate Employees Organization, and the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I am joined with one of the two lead negotiators today, Chelsea Birchmeyer, who will delve into the details of what happened today on the 16th, second month of the year, 2023. First, I would like to welcome back our listeners. We have indeed taken some time off from the podcast to reorganize and gather rejuvenated energies for the ongoing graduate workers struggle. The struggle for increased wages, the struggle for year-round healthcare, and the struggle for protection against exploitation and abuse. In the past couple of weeks, the GEO leadership has had a number of meetings internally and also with members. We have visited different graduate workers' offices across campuses. Um, the, well, we just have one campus, but across campus. The stewards, those who uh, connect the message of the graduate workers at the department level with the leadership and vice versa, have reiterated the interest in winning a fair contract as fast as possible. The leadership took their message and made substantial movements and concessions in our proposal to admin today. And in this episode, Chelsea will detail what this uh, uh, proposal entails and what the union proposed, and if we made any progress in negotiating wages and what is ahead. And just a gentle reminder, when the union demands an increase in wages, the only thing that is stopping us from earning that is the administration. The president of the university makes more than $840,000 a year. This is an increase from $600,000 in less than two years. Meanwhile, we graduate workers like Chelsea and I, we still deal with the crumps. So that's why we always say chop chop from the top. Now moving on to the lead negotiator, well one of them, Chelsea. Please tell us what was the uh, structure of the day like? So I was a lead negotiator for the session with Nachiketa, who can't make it today on the podcast, but shout out to Nachiketa. In today's session, GEO started off by presenting a package proposal to the administration containing a lot of items, including wages, health care, child care, health and safety, and many other items. We greeted the administration with chanting because members were energetic and ready to hear GEO bargaining team's proposal and also admin's response to our proposal. We started off by briefly reminding admin that it's now been almost 11 months of negotiations and graduate workers are continuing to struggle with months now of inflation and an economic recession and are feeling very anxious about this summer not knowing whether or not we're going to have health care coverage. So then we walked through our proposal line by line explaining our rationale. Admin then went to caucus for close to two hours. Geo went to caucus as well. For anyone who hasn't been to a bargaining session before, just a reminder, the caucus is where um, admin goes and discusses and crafts a counterproposal. We also discuss, um, we get members input, feedback. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. And then admin came back with their proposal, which I'll tell you more about later too. We caucused again, and then we came back and scheduled the next session. So let's uh, this uh, thank you for providing that summary so what was kind of our proposal and what were the main articles and maybe you want to pull one or two as you know fo uh, focus on them potentially yeah so at the session today um again we included a lot of items in our proposal 
And I'm going to highlight a few of them that I think are, are very relevant to uh, to members. So we asked for what we believe to be an extremely fair and reasonable wage increase above inflation. As a reminder, admin's last wage proposal was 4% wage increase. And um, there was this Wall Street Journal article that came out recently. You might have seen it. It said, to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. And that's what our GEO um, Twitter account uh, posted uh, during the session because that's basically what admin is telling us with their proposal because we can't even afford the increase in the cost of eggs or milk alone with a wage increase of 4%. We also asked for a waiver of fees, uh, which we see as a form of wage theft because there's nowhere else where you pay to work instead of getting paid to work. We believe that's absurd and wrong. And so we asked the administration, why should the provost get to steal graduate worker income to pay for things like the new stadium? Uh, that's where the $300 general fee that we pay every semester goes to. And so we're not only paying out of our limited income to fund building construction, auxiliary services that the university administration can more than afford on its own. We're paying for admin to take on debt to finance these projects. Um, so our income is being stolen to pay banks, essentially. Uh, we also had a member point out that the transportation fee that we pay costs more than an annual MTD bus pass. So we're not actually sure where that money is even going to. Oh. And um, then, oh. Yeah, please continue. <laughs> no, this is just, uh, I, I'm in the bargaining team and I did not know these things. So yeah, please, <laughs> yes, continue. Um, with our healthcare proposal, uh, we propose very basically that no worker should have to go without healthcare over the summer. If a graduate worker doesn't receive a waiver, uh, the cost of healthcare over the summer is outrageous. It's $916 for a graduate worker, $902 for a dependent, and even more if you, if you have more than one dependent. And this is after the administration raised the cost of healthcare by 33% in 2020 at the start of the pandemic. So we need a higher premium coverage to account for this increase. Um, and we definitely need summer healthcare <laughs> premium coverage to account for that. We learned from the pandemic that it's inhumane to make anyone go without health insurance for any period of time. And U of I is also one of uh, the few of its peer institutions, one of the few schools in the Big Ten to continue this barbaric policy of refusing to subsidize summer health insurance. Um, so it's time uh, UIUC steps up in 2023. Then we also propose childcare subsidies. Uh, childcare is really, really expensive right now too. And then pay protection for workers experiencing natural disaster, pandemic, weather, emergency, all of those conditions that have been more become more and more common um, in the current era of climate change. Uh, we believe workers should get protection in those um, instances. And we shared at the bargaining table that admin has more than enough money to afford GEO's proposal. Um, for example, at the end of the fiscal year 2021, the university had $1.2 billion in reserves, at least $350 million of which are unrestricted. Um, we also learned that uh, Governor Pritzker announced an additional $80 million of funding for public universities. And um, the U of I's budget as a whole has increased to $7.65 billion, which is a 6.6% 6 .6 increase. You know, they've had record high enrollment. They've had a massive fundraising campaign that they're actually boasting about how much money they've earned. So we're just asking for a very, very, very small piece of the pie to be able to make our ends meet. Um, for any members who want to actually read GEO or admin's proposals, uh, you can come to the next bargaining session, which is going to be March 2nd. 
Um, we're going to have a general membership meeting coming up, uh, which the date and time will be on social media. You can come by the GEO office. We now have office hours. You can go on GEO's website and look at our calendar, or you can just email the bargaining email at barg at uigo.org, and you can come just look through all of GEO's proposals and admin's proposals so far. Right. Uh, this is something that I always advocate for. Don't just make decisions based on what you hear in some propaganda platforms. Uh, come hear it from the source or what that makes like about is return to the source. Um, okay. So in this session, we also heard uh, some testimonials from members. So members, they were like, no, I want to participate too. I want to also voice my opinion. So what were the testimonials about? What kind of articles did they address? Yeah, we heard two very powerful testimonials from graduate workers. Uh, one of them was from the psychology department, which is my department. Uh, it was a graduate worker who talked about basically the massive expenses they had after experiencing a few health crises and um, just how disastrous it was for them to think about going without healthcare over the summer with these thousand dollar bills for these um, diagnoses they had received recently. And then we heard from a graduate worker in, a, in the math department uh, who was teaching a, a class that turned out to be very profitable for the university administration, uh, but they, they were earning so little for um, that uh, their fees actually amounted to 20% of their wages over their summer. Wow. Yeah, and so this is one of the things that today was the payday, but we know that in 12 days, we're going to have a massive kind of uh, pay cut, essentially, which is uh, almost everybody has to pay $600 or plus, you know, 630 or something like that. If you are an international student, last year, you might realize that you have been paying roughly, you know, $35 less, at least on one category, which is the international student fee. The university says that if you are an international student, we're going to charge you a certain amount. Because you're an international student, we do the paperwork for you. So, But you, they only do the paperwork for you when you start. And maybe when you need to travel and get that signature or something like that. But it's not like it should not cost every semester the, that amount. But anyway, last year it was 35 All of a sudden this year it is $70. And this goes with also the other expenses that just uh, Chelsea talked about. So the issue that we have here is that we don't control these fees. The administration just increases them without our you know, knowledge. You just wake up one day, realize that you have more bills than you expected. Emergencies happen. Some graduate workers who are international, they send money home. And all these you know, sporadic increases, they really affect people's lives. And administration does not recognize that. And some also uh, graduate workers don't know these small things, how they impact their fellow graduate workers. So I think this is why we're pushing for this whole idea of fee waiver, fees should be waived. And that f the idea that the university gives you money, oh, thanks for your work. But then they say, oh, actually give us back $600 every semester, which is ridiculous. It's a form of, uh, you know, wage cut, wage theft, you know, whatever you want to call it. But okay, so... I just want to interject that just so to, con to contextualize what's, uh, the, what do we mean by fees. Um, and just as Chelsea astutely said, yeah, we're the, one of the few jobs, of the only job where you uh, pay to work as opposed to get paid to work. Um, okay, so after we handed them, we gave them rationale for the, our pr uh, for the proposal that the bargaining team wrote. The admin caucused we caucused, and it was a relatively long caucus because our our proposal was, uh, you know, exhaustive. So it had many articles, and we spent a lot of time to make it. And so we expected admin to do something similar. 
But so what was the caucus like? Yeah, so this caucus was a very lively and energetic caucus. We got into small groups that were facilitated by stewards uh, who are the organizers and representatives from each different department. Uh, they were also facilitated by some bargaining team members. We discussed uh, what did we hope to see from admin's proposal? Uh, what did members think constituted healthy and safe working conditions in terms of wages, fee waivers, health care, child care? Um, how would they feel if admin came back with different proposals? How did they feel about GEO's proposals? Um, what kinds of testimonials did they have to share? Um, I felt like these were um, very informative caucuses that we had where we learned a lot from members about um, how they're feeling about their current conditions and what they're expecting in terms of uh, what they were expecting in terms of admin's proposal. Yeah, And then lo and behold, admin came back with a <laughs> proposal. Um, so we acknowledge that it is a proposal, but what kind of proposal was it, Chelsea? So after their two hour long caucus, admin came back and they presented a proposal that was a non-economic proposal. <laughs> that meant they had taken the proposal we had presented. They took out all of the economic items, including wages, health care, child care, health and safety, fee waivers, etc. And they only presented us with a non-economic proposal. And the problem with that is that GEO had made a lot of movement in our non-economic items, including things like appointment terms, orientation and training, hours of work, employee rights, distribution of information. We made uh, substantial economic movement, too, in our wages and, and child care proposals. And we made the movement with the hope that admin could see that our proposal for a fair wage, year-round health care coverage, fee waivers, child care, disaster protections is very reasonable and fulfills the most basic needs and wellness of graduate workers who make this uh, flagship U of I campus run. Um, so we were expecting that this movement that we made would help influence them to give us um, a reasonable counterproposal with economics. But instead, they took all of those items that we made movement on in the hopes of getting an economic proposal from them. And they basically just said, OK, here's what we're presenting you today a non-economic proposal. So one of the things that if you have been listening to this podcast for some time and reading our letters is that we started negotiating back in, uh, you know, 11 months ago and we gave a comprehensive proposal, just like the whole thing. And the university spent six months and they're asking us questions like reading comprehension questions, as Carla calls them. And uh, eventually, they did not come back with anything. So every session, we asked them, do you have a response to this? Do you have an economic response? Nothing. Nada. Nothing, right? And then they came back with a you know, 4%. And then they started asking us to move on, on, on wages. But we're saying we have so many other things that you didn't address, like childcare, healthcare, and so many other things that they didn't really care about. They just want to keep status quo, essentially. And we kind of were saying, let's actually move on the other things. And then we move to wages. And they, were, they kept kind of using our language, ventriquilizing us. They're saying, oh, when are you going to make an economic proposal? And also admin, they started, uh, so not admin, members, they started actually thinking maybe we, the union, should also move on wages. And this is what we did. And so it's funny that the things that they have been asking us for, they're not doing it themselves, especially this bargaining session. But I think the fundamental thing that they were just worried because today, according to a uh, colleague, Michael, who, who keeps a lot of data and stuff like that, there were more than 100 people during the bargaining session throughout. It was four hour long bargaining session. 
and the administration with whatever resp economic response that they would have, it would be a massive shock for members and they were, I would say that they were hesitant to see that a response that tells them, you know, we're actually not going to give you a wage increase of the substantial amount that we're asking for. But so, I have my own reaction. I'm not the center of attention. You are Chelsea and members are. But so what was your and the members' uh, reaction when we took the admins package and went to caucus and we told them what the package includes? Members felt very insulted, frustrated, humiliated, and just angry um, after waiting for hours and admin coming back without an economic proposal. And I felt the same way. Uh, it was very frustrating. A lot of people had rearranged their schedules so they could attend this very important bargaining session, only for admin to show up unprepared and empty-handed without an economic proposal, like you said, Asam, uh, like they did for nearly six months after we pro provided our initial proposal in March 2022. Um, and you know, we asked them, we said, well, members came here today really looking forward to hearing admin's response. and. Admin couldn't really explain why they didn't have a, a, a counter proposal. We know why. We know that um, admin doesn't actually have the authority to bargain over these things, and they have to call up the provost. Uh, the provost, uh, who, by the way, we invited to this session, who declined our invitation, um, only for admin not to have the authority to uh, negotiate economic items with us. Um, and so we did ask admin what they thought about our proposal. And what they said was, and I'm gonna share a quote with you from the session. They said, quote, we feel that the increases you are seeking are expansive for such a short period of time. Expansive. <laughs> but when we talked to members in caucus, they insisted the GEO's proposal was uh, the minimum they needed to survive in Champaign County. We even had a member in the small group that I was facilitating. We had a member who made a spreadsheet who calculated with GEO's proposal after you take out um, taxes, after you take out the, the fees that we pay, um, et cetera, how much is actually left, um, you know, just barely covers the, the, the bare minimums. I mean, an admin's proposal doesn't cover anything. That 4% with uh, inflation having been consistently around, uh, you know, 9, 10% for the items that are most um, important to us right now, like food, energy, housing, et cetera. I mean, yeah, we were just shocked to hear admins say that and just to see them come to the session uh, not prepared with an economic proposal after knowing since the last session that we were going to come with a, an economic proposal. And um, admin is just clearly delaying bargaining so they can try to corner us into accepting a bad contract. And they proved that once again that the administration has always been the biggest obstacle to our health and safety. So we, the GEO, are going to continue to fight for a contract that provides us the access to wages and healthcare that we need so we can all live and work in a healthy and safe environment. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, most of uh, bosses like to do is to divide workers. And so one of the things that they said today, um, and I, if you uh, haven't uh, seen our new format of uh, letters that we send, there's a quote um, and the quote is from Rob. I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but essentially it says that, oh, you have asked for a child care subsidy. So if you have a child, you would get a subsidy. Um, and they're saying, well, this takes away from other, other bargaining unit, essentially other graduate workers pay. And so what, uh, what this means is that, oh, if you want the administration to give money to those parents who have kids, that means we're going to have to take away some of the wage increases that we are thinking of giving to graduate workers. And so now... 
uh, a self-centered graduate worker who is not married, doesn't have kids, maybe like me, right, um, would think, yeah, why should I care about the other graduate workers with kids? It's their fault. Why should I care? So now it's becoming an intra-class struggle as opposed to us versus admin. It's becoming me feeling apathetic towards my fellow graduate workers who have different responsibilities than mine. And so this is what uh, how admin frames the problem. They're trying to pin us against one another. But uh, that's why we have this podcast. That's why we send GOLs that you should read so to understand this kind of class analysis of the situation. But members were pissed. I'm pissed. It's 10.45 p.m. past my bedtime. We're all pissed. But then so now looking ahead, the linen question, what is to be done? What's happening in the future? Chelsea. Right. So what's next? Geo's next bargaining session is going to be Thursday, March 2nd, 1245 to 530 p.m. It's going to be in Levis Faculty Center this time in room 300. We are expecting an economic counterproposal from admin. Uh, so it's really important to show up to this session and pack the room. Um, <laughs> we want, uh, you know, like Isam said, admin didn't probably didn't want 100 members in the room to see their economic counterproposal. So we're going to make sure that we get those 100 members and more back in the room for the next bargaining session to uh, be there so that admin has to stare us all in the face when they present their wages um, and health care counterproposal. And if you're not a GEO member yet, now is the time to join because we will only win if graduate workers stand united and show up. No better words to end this podcast with. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining. I'll see you probably next time whenever you're uh, the lead negotiator. Take care. You too.